Welcome back, you 390 millionaires. We've made it another journey around the sun, and we are on the eve of the first Sunday of the NFL football season. Yeah, Rora's applause, Rora's applause. Um, very exciting. We are here to talk about it. <laughs> Guess whose fucking budget went on up in the off season? Um, we are here to talk about three ninety, the the draft, um, the first game of the season actually with the the Bucks and Cowboys starting off, and uh, to preview this week's matches. Uh, but before we get to any of that, um, I'm going to look to my favorite fantasy son, uh, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I hate to correct you right off the top of the show, Pat, but we're not on the eve of football. Well, actually, we're on the eve where you are, but we are on the day of football where I am and where our third co-host is. So, yeah, I'm like yeah. semi-correcting you, I guess, on that. But it's it, like, it, we're, we're, you're, it, it's a technical correction, which is I got I have to say kind of like your whole brand. So right. um, yeah. good. Good for you. Good for you. Um. <laughs> And I'm moving from fantastic. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Do you, want to, do you want to hear more about me? But, uh, well, no, no, I think we, I think we know exactly what you're bringing to the table. Um, and so, uh, we, as we speak to our favorite fantasy sun, uh, we move to our favorite fantasy moon. Oh, universe joke. Uh, suds. What the hell is happening? I thought you were going to say favorite fantasy daughter. Um, but I like moon even though the moon is way, way worse than the sun. Uh, it, is not an, it is not an apt comparison to the uh, levels that Mike and I planned fantasy football at. Uh, and otherwise, <laughs> I've been drinking for a while. <laughs> and you guys made me record this at fucking whatever it is, one in the morning or something. So not really. congratulations on inviting me to this. Yeah, idiots. Just- just incredible uh so i'll update the listeners um typically we were meant to record on um friday uh, saturday mornings which was earlier today for me but if you are on the east coast it was uh yesterday um uh, we we seem to be fixated on the time shift here yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. for those those that aren't aware i'm i'm recording this in alberta uh and suds and mike Correct. are recording this <laughs> don't say that on online um <laughs> suds and mike are recording in various parts of ontario um we're talking about we're talking about um fantasy football and i don't think we need to explain anything else to our dumb dumb listeners who are so dumb um but i think we can uh we can kind of just jump into it as we 
we look ahead to the season week one um, gets really going tomorrow. We've already had one game happen. As I mentioned, the, the bucks and Cowboys, and we'll talk about that sure later. The game happened already. Yeah, it was pretty fantastic. Uh, the Thursday night for me, I guess it was probably uh, lunch hour for you on Friday. Uh, uh, yeah. That's yeah. Why. I that's okay but we had um since our last red blacks versus the saskatchewan rough riders oh god don't ever ring cfl on this uh this podcast again can die a fiery death um as we before we jump into our rankings i think there's just like a bit of recap that needs to happen since our last episode so last episode was the mock draft episode which um, I don't know if we have the official tally on that, but I feel like we crushed mm. um, the, the the mock guesses. Yeah, I, uh, I actually, I do have the tally and uh, we were right on every pick. It's amazing. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. I, yeah. I, th- I think that's the second time that's ever happened in this podcast's history. Yeah, which is a record. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys are right. You guys are right. Glad to know I um, Mara at six. Didn't know that. That's <laughs> sex. Um, so we are going to jump into our uh, our rankings, um, sort of assessment. Uh, the three of us ranked all the teams in the league post the draft, uh, and we do have a, an average of each position. Um, and so we'll go uh, we'll go through positions twelve to one in that order, um, and we'll let the audience know who we think had the worst to best team. So suds, whenever you are ready to throw it up, um, but I'll let you, uh, I'll let you do the, the reveal. I think you need some more time. So um, we should talk. How's the weather out there in Brooks? Today was rainy. Oh, okay. It was like cloudy here for a bit while I was moving. Well, not yeah. me, but doing some moving and then it got sunny right at the end. And then, yeah. Then it got sunny. Really weird. Um, really weird day. Am I introducing the power rankings right now? You are. Such. Yeah, no, I was, I've been ready for that. I don't know why you guys needed to fucking go on about the weather. This isn't Scotch and sports. Um, so for our listeners, based for our on listeners, what I'm seeing on the table, I'm going to go with. <laughs> I read there's, there's major questions. There's yeah. multiple numbers uh, a few different times. Um, yes, that's because sometimes people tie. Okay. Well, you know what, Suds? I'm going to talk to you, and and you can do the the power rankings. Um, uh, My co-hosts have been drinking all night, and I am sober. So uh, if it sounds like, hey, two of these hosts are drunk, gold star to uh, the people listening to this podcast. Suds, you're up. Uh, Do you want me to to go in reverse order? Did I stutter? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, you, you explained that I was drunk, so I don't know why you're making a big deal about me making a mistake. But whatever, <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk about it later. <clears throat> uh, so, power rankings. It's my segment this year. Be that as it may, right now, last on the power rankings, and no one should be surprised by this. Um, I ranked him last. Uh, Van Pelt second last, and Holly actually third last. So we all had him in the bottom three. Is Gertie. I don't think I don't think there's big surprises here. This is all about his draft. Um, 
we 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 all know we don't like him personally. Playoffs, um, but don't talk about but we, playoffs. You kidding me? <laughs> but we do playoffs. We do have. I just hope we can win a game. Jesus, <laughs> what an overwhelming sound drop. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that is my point made. Thank you, Herman <laughs> Edwards. <laughs> Um, he's really stepped up his shit this year apparently uh continue sets yeah anyway so um no surprises there i think just based on the draft he uh he panicked a lot um the next next up we have ryan which is a little bit more surprising um not based on his draft based on what we think of him he's better than this uh so i ranked him 10th van pelt uh ranked him ninth and Holly, you had him dead last and I'll throw to you actually now for this. Um, what happened to Ryan? Well, if I pull up his team, uh, gigaguts, 1.21 gigaguts, uh, I look at, I, so my process, I, I had a very clear process when I was like going through the teams, I would look at your starting running backs. I would look at your two quarterbacks and then I would look at your bench. And for me, um, his quarterbacks with Josh Allen and Russell Wilson are absolutely studs. Like both those guys could finish like either one of those guys could finish as the number one QB. So quarterbacks isn't an issue, but I look at his running backs, which is DeAndre Swift, James, Con- um, James Conner and Josh Jacobs. And I'm like, I, I'm not crazy about that trio of starting running backs. And then I look at his bench and I'm just, I, I'm just not thrilled with his bench. So to me, it was a clear, like he had missed, two out of the three like big criteria that I'm looking for. And so it was an easy last place vote for me. Hashtag wide receivers matter. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Not in this league. Okay. Well, geez. Uh, To be fair, he is correct. Up next on our power rankings. Thank you for your input there, gentlemen. That was uh, very valuable is Danish. Um, Very interesting here because I ranked him second to last. And Van Pelt ranked him last, but bringing up his ranking was Hallwell putting him at fifth. Very interesting here. Uh, sorry, Hallwell, can I go to you again? Do you have a reason for this obvious error? Sure. Yeah. Let me just pull up his team one more time um, as I scan the. Uh, where the fuck is it? There it is. Um, yeah. So it was. It's my. It's that process again. Running backs. Starting running backs. Um, starting quarterbacks, and then what the bench looks like. His starting running backs are Gibson, Mixon, and San- and Sanders. I'm like, hey, you know what? As Miles Sanders as your third run- starting running back, that's like totally, totally fair to me. He's got Patty Mahomes as his number one quarterback, and then he's got Matt Ryan, who I think is criminally undervalued this year. So I'm like, I like, I like both his quarterbacks. And when I look at his bench, he's got deep wide receivers. Um, Jacoby Myers, Elijah Moore, and Gabe Davis. Oh, so wide receivers matter on the bench, but not starting. Well, I think I I like, I like the bench. The bench is like a culmination of a lot of different things. So I felt like there was value there. All right. Just clarifying for the listeners who are going to listen. Oh my gosh. We got some how they don't matter. And now they matter. Spicy drunks tonight, everybody. Hey, you ranked Danish suds. Get, get us back on track. To be honest here, I actually think that uh, Hallwell has convinced me a little bit, and I, I like his analysis here, and um, I might change my power ranking, so look forward to that tomorrow morning, listeners. In the meantime, next so up we have... Then? 
no, no, yeah, no, but- no, no. Uh, it's, 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 we'll link to my website at the end of the episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, <laughs> next up, we have another surprising one. Michael Hallwell, mm-hmm. someone we all were, I think probably the person we were the highest on in uh, our pre, uh, pre-season episode. And meanwhile, we have him here ranked, I don't know where, because I did the math and the rankings don't really ninth, add up. Ninth-ish. Ninth-ish. Yeah, we'll call it ninth-ish. A, a soft nine. And uh, I ranked him ninth. Van Pelt, you ranked him tenth. And then Holly ranked him seventh. Van Pelt, do you have him uh, up there? Do you want to give us a little analysis on why you uh, think he's so shit? Thanks, Suds. I've got him 10th because, uh, quite simply, I didn't look at Thursday's matchups when I was going through this analysis. I didn't want to have any recency bias, you know, towards it. And I looked through his team and I was like, it's pretty solid. But then the names Fitzpatrick and Roethlisberger seemed all too familiar. And I realized both his quarterbacks are about 97 years old. And then I was like, yeah, he's dropping down the rankings because... Following Bo's logic, you know, look at your quarterbacks and your running backs, and uh, I don't mind Zeke, although he's not a top 10 running back. We've all determined that in the 390 chat this week, but um, not true. his quarterbacks kill it for me. His wide receivers don't particularly impress me. I think Godwin's a little bit overrated. I think Juju's got too much competition in Pittsburgh. Terry, Scary Terry could be good, but ultimately, it doesn't do it for me. I don't want to... Um raise a fuss in a podcast that we're trying to kind of rush through, but is this the problem when you draft a tight end so early? Gentlemen, discuss. Yes. Oh, I think it's... Yeah, we have too much... We don't want to break down this... Break this down too much, but he was his first round pick? Yeah, he jumped up and grabbed Kelsey, did he not, pretty early? Or am I thinking of another league? Uh, well, I, I, I don't... It was second, second round, I think. Yeah, oh, he would Zeke. have had to have Sorry, Zeke. Zeke. Yeah. I don't I don't think it was an issue. For him to end up with Kelsey with Zeke and um Alaire and, and Kareem Hunt, I, I'm like I'm actually kind of comfortable with that lineup. Um so I think I, Mike Mike's putting a lot of stock into his uh in into Kansas City, which um in twenty twenty one is not a bad play. Yeah. So well, like every year. We'll wait and see. Next up, we have Mr. Don Kedick, pronounced Don Kedick. That is Curtis. Curtis last year had quite a poor showing in the season, but came back a little bit in the uh, postseason. And uh, we have him right surprisingly high here. I have him at eight. Mike, you also have him at eight. You and I sharing a lot of opinions. And Howell, you have him at six. Not a lot to be said here. I feel like he'll probably, uh, really, I think he'll probably screw this up. But um, maybe I'll take this one quickly and say that the biggest problem is that his first quarterback was Kirk Cousins. And I predicted in the mock that he would realize how important quarterbacks are in this league. Mm -hmm. And he would go um, quarterback, quarterback. And instead, he went um, questionable player, questionable player, questionable player, questionable player, and then questionable quarterback. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, Curtis, I think, probably had the best middle round 
middle of the excuse me middle rounds of the draft of anybody um a lot of people cursing at curtis i know a fellow lee uh, fellow podcast host will say that um and his team is solid uh but uh, just not quite, quite there, which is why we kind of have them basically right in the middle, but coming off last season, not that bad at all. Anything you guys want to say about Curtis? His number would have been higher if he had better quarterbacks than Cousin and Cousins and Winston. Um, both those QBs could be um, duds this year. I know Cousins is streaky, and Winston may have this. He, he may be the starter, but how much does Taysom Hill come in and, and sort of mess that up? So, yeah. Ah, yeah. Well said. Next up, we have an actual tie, unlike the previous ones that I thought were ties. So first <laughs> off, we have our amazing, uh, flawless commissioner, Andre. Um, I have ranked him five. <laughs> and Belt has ranked him five. Apparently, we just copy and pasted each other's rankings. Hobel, you have 11 really bringing the ranking down there mm. um and uh just so before we open this up to the floor the person tied with him is you yourself fan pelt uh me giving you a seventh overall ranking your uh you have gave ranked yourself the highest at six and holly gave you eight mm. classic so i'll uh, i'll defend my my ranking of um of Andre and eat some crow already with it. Um, I Andre does not have a, a running back in the flex position, which doesn't hit my criteria of three good starting running backs. Um, I look at his um, his bench and I'm not like terribly thrilled with it. I think there's there's some lottery tickets there, um, but otherwise his lineup is like quite solid. Uh, the place I'm going to eat some crow already is that we um, we've already had Antonio Brown and CD Lamb both play, um, and putting up Antonio Brown. We we've got more on him later, but Antonio Brown had a fantastic game, um, tons of targets, tons of tons of yardage. Um, he was used in all sorts of different ways. It it it's possible that we see the Antonio Brown of old in Tampa Bay. Um, and CD lamb, it was everything as advertised coming into the season. Um, he was a, a focal point of the Cowboys offense. Um, so Andre, Andre definitely, I could absolutely be wrong on the 11th, 11th place ranking. Um, it just comes down to, uh, instead of a starting running back in, in the flex, he's got Devonte Parker, who I don't think anybody in the league is like super high on. So. In fact, I'm really confused why that's his flex play based on the people I'm seeing on this bench. But that's that's an Andre problem, not a not a me problem. I I, I can say I have had some conversations with Andre this week, and he has been oh how is uh, he? really really bouncing back and forth with his flex. I don't know; he, he might have died of COVID, but obviously okay. his texts are coming through, so that's okay. fine. Um, once again, gentlemen, just really solid analysis of just really showing why you two have been able to have a second season of this podcast. Um, can't speak highly enough about your professionalism. Thank Next you. up, we have uh, our former champion coming in at number five. Uh, not a tie. And I didn't even think it was a tie when I did my mistake in math. It is Neville. I ranked him sixth. Van Pelt, you ranked him four. Howell, again, you are the one very different here uh, with a ninth place yeah. ranking. Um I'll come in quickly and just uh, because I keep throwing it to you guys unfairly. And I'll just say that 
Um, I'm, I'm Sorry, a fan can of I, what Neville's... Can I just interject real quick? Oh, no, of course. I That's what I expected you to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're just skipping over the analysis of my team? Like, uh, I can go fuck myself or what? Tied with Andre and the commissioner gets all the spotlight? Uh, it was going to be like a bonus round at the end. Oh, okay. Then carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. We'll talk about your team. It's fine. Speak your piece. Well, I can't talk about my own team, guys. Okay. Um, so Mike is not only interjecting, but asking that somebody does an analysis on his team. So I will um, I will pull up Mike's team, and I will give you my unvarnished thoughts about it. Um, Mike's quarterbacks are weak with Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo, so that's a ding against it. Um, I don't like DJ Chark in the, in the flex. Uh, Trey Sermon is not the starting running back for uh, the San Francisco 49ers, but he is the starting running back for Mike's fantasy team. So that is why he got the grade that he did. His bench is not terrible. I don't hate it. Um, Tony Jones Jr. specifically is a great um, a great bench play. Uh, but other than that, I'm not really like floored by the team. Does that satisfy your ego, you maniac? That's great. Thank you. We can move on. As you were, yeah. Suds. Cool. Um, I, I also looked at the team that had a lot of analysis, but uh, Paul crushed it. So I will uh, move on to what we were already talking about, which was Neville. And I was going to talk about Neville briefly um, and just say that uh, it's just, it's a bit strange. It's he, he needs some definite upside from this team that he drafted, but you can see it happening, especially I love the Lamar Jackson, Tyree Kill, Amari Cooper obviously showed up. Um, it's a good team, but as we're going to see, there is we're about to reach into another tier of teams that is just different than any of these guys. And Neville could be ranked anywhere, but not in that top tier. I think um, if, I, if I, oh, well, sorry, Mike. If I had to say, I'd say it'd be a bit of a chase uphill this season for him. It's great. It's perfect. Um, as that is his fantasy name. Fantasy name. Um, I will say my the point that I wanted to bring up was that I think uh, Neville has put forth the worst fantasy name, fantasy team name we've ever seen. Um, I think a chase up the hill is something that you sort of workshop in like May or April, and like you you figure out that it's not a good play. It just seems like the name um, is indicative of like a lack of effort that he's putting forth. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think that he's still, um, what, what is it? The, the championship hangover. Yep. Yeah. This, mm-hmm. this is a clear sign of that. This is a clear sign of that. Yeah. He, that's, he doesn't even have his trophy cause he didn't show up last week. Also want to exactly. comment on that, right? Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or, and, and uh, congratulations, um, to everybody who was set up to pass on the trophy. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, right. Neville was not able to take it. Yeah. Um, that was, that was really good. And there was some good puns in there that, um, people please rewind and listen to the puns again. Um, we really appreciate that. But otherwise, I think I think we need to move on. And I mentioned it. There's a kind of a top tier here of really high scoring teams. And so first, we're going to start with Nolan. Nolan coming at number four in the power rankings. I gave him the rank of number four. Um, Van Pelt, you brought him down, giving him number seven. Holly, you had him as number one. Gentlemen, discussed one versus seven. I think for me... Because I take wide receivers into account. I, I don't necessarily like his wide receivers. I think they can win you 
any week, I think they can win you a league. I love, his quarterbacks are going to be solid all year long. I think Dak and the Dallas offense will be great. Kamara, Hallwell, he me, he'll be great. But I don't love Montgomery, and I don't love Mostert, because contrary to what Hallwell just said, Trey Sermon is going to be the man at least by week seven in San Francisco, if not earlier, because Mostert will probably get injured. So I, I can't trust the back half of his team. His bench is decent, but yeah, that's why I dropped him to seven. I said mid-pack. He, he could have pushed himself over the top with some other players, but that, that's my take. Um, I, I'll, I'll put, I put no one as, as the winner of the draft, um, his wide receivers, he's got Marvin Jones in the starting lineup right now, which I think is actually a disservice to his team. Um, because he took my, um, my sleeper pick for all my drafts. I, I would try to get this player on as many teams as I could, but Darnell Mooney, um, was a player he sniped for me in the eighth, ninth or 10th round. Um, and I was very frustrated at that. I think if he moves I think Mooney is going to be absolute value this year. And Nolan secured a, a fantastic backup in Justin Fields, who uh, quarterback-wise is just going to – I think we could see like Justin Herbert-type numbers, with fantasy numbers from him. Um, and I think potentially Nolan can leverage that into improving his lineup. But I, I, like, I like his pieces overall. Mm, very well. Well argued. And unlike our Zoom screen right now – I'm very much in the middle. Moving on. At number three, <laughs> we have a podcast host. Holly, you come in at number three. I ranked you number two. Then Pelt ranked you at what you are, number three. And you ranked yourself at number three. Um, so I'm actually the one that's highest on you. Um, do you have anything uh, you particularly liked about your draft that made you in this kind of top tier here? So I think for me... Um, this was all the news. This was uh, looking at my team before the news of Friday. Um, I was very, very confident in my, my five stable players of my two quarterbacks, and my three starting running backs. Unfortunately, the team that I was, um, roster baiting about on Thursday is not the team that I'll be putting forward on Sunday as I've already had a devastating injury sort of knockout, um, one of my draft picks in Gus Edwards. Um, but I've got the best player in fantasy on my team. Um, I think I did a pretty solid job of getting quarterbacks that could have high potential with my fa with fantasy this season, uh, especially Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford could be the MVP of the NFL this year. So that and, and then and then my running backs are. I'm always I'm always very heavy on running backs, and um, with McCaffrey and Eckler, I, I feel like I got two studs. Yeah, absolutely. And um, coming up on the podcast, we uh, will have a little bit of a analysis of the draft itself. But uh, one thing I considered was talking about how I think Carson Wentz was one of the best picks in the draft. Um, I really, really like that pick. Um, he's had an incredible recovery from the injury. I think we can write off last season in Philadelphia. Um, I love your team. That's why I ranked it number two. Your weakness is wide receiver. And in this league, that is the, the best place to have a weakness is that wide receiver thank you um mike uh anything to add to number three hall wall there not really i kind of moved on yeah that's fair yeah. um it's taken just way way too yeah. long um the host is crushing it but sometimes the other people don't anyway this is kind of a big surprise in the top tier of teams coming in at number two 
um, is Jay. I ranked him number three. Van Pelt ranked him number two. And Hallway ranked him number two. So the reverse of the Hallwell rankings was Jay. Um, very interesting seeing him that high after our the fact that he is not a champion and we, we respect him, but so he's he crushed the, he, he crushed the draft despite being absolute human scum. So what do we why is he so high? What did Jay do right finally? Quarterbacks, Rogers, Herbert. I don't mind Hawkinson at tight end. He's got Dalvin Cook anchoring that running back stable. I think Damian Harris could have a high ceiling. Um, he could be a little more solid with running backs on his bench. That's a little bit worrisome for him. But when I look at the team as it stands with the starters, Keenan Allen and Woods, I like it. And there's not much to really worry about there. Yeah, not really a weakness uh, in the starting lineup, which is all that kind of really matters with uh, with fantasy. Well, then it makes sense that he's ranked this high. But number one, and no one will be surprised because, I mean, everybody can count to 12 in this league. I have ranked as the highest team. Um, I won't say where I ranked myself, but um, it was higher than zero and less than two. Then Pelt also ranked me in that range. And Hallwell, you gave me a four, um, which is fair. Um uh, so I'll, I'll let I'll let you kind of take the ropes since Ben Pelt and I both have me at number one, but we can discuss further. And I think probably spend the rest of the podcast discussing. I'd be happy yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, I see your team as like very very close to almost perfect. Um, for me, uh, as I ranked you fourth, um, Saquon Barkley is one of your standout players. It looks like he was a second round pick for you. Um, as you picked up Aaron Jones as your, your first running back. So it's like, that's pretty good handling of the draft. Your quarterbacks are Tannehill and Lawrence. So two tall white boys, um, that should be able to chuck and run, um, Honestly, when I look at your starting lineup, I see I see a question of Odell Beckham. It's like, is he wor- is he the player that we think he can be? Um, and then and then you kind of jumped um, on the uh, the Tyvon is that his name? Tyvon Williams, the Baltimore running back. Tyson, um, uh, Ty- Tyson, I think. Tyson, Tyson. sorry, Tyson. Yeah. Um, so it's like. I mean, you're kind of showing the same logic that I did with the Baltimore run game. Like, it totally could turn into a huge pick, but you've got A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup. Like, I like your team a lot. I just, I had questions about, is Saquon going to be Saquon um, this year? And, yeah, not a whole whole lot of holes to pick with your roster. Yeah, no, I'll agree with that. The the, I, I. when you look at my starting lineup, my biggest weakness is I really, really went for upside from previous years. When you look at Odell Beckham and Cooper Cup um, and all that shit, so there there is a lot of risk. But no, uh, I'm number one, so I guess I'll just humbly take that and not mention it ever again. And thus has been the power rankings. We can uh, we can post that in the 390 chat. I think that would be fun to sort of we'll do a, an averaged out ranking of it so we can see who's uh, who's where. I know there were some ties, but we can break that down a little bit further with our math. Um, thank you, Jimmy. Um, but what we're going to go to right now is kind of uh, each one of us have identified a worst pick of the draft and a steal of the draft. So um, 
I think we're just going to jump right into that. Uh, so my worst pick of the draft was uh, Tua Tag. Uh, it was Tua. I'm not going to pronounce his last name. Tag of Viola. Thank you, Mike. Um, Gertie picked him at 6.1. I hated this pick um, for Gertie because instead of Tua, who I don't mm-hmm. have very much faith in, he could have taken Justin Fields or Robert Woods or Julio Jones or Brandon Ayuk, who I all believe in way more than Tua. Uh, Suds, so, who is your... Sorry, I just wanted to jump, jump on that a little bit. Sure. You're saying, Gertie, like I'm, I'm on the Justin Fields train, but you think he should have taken a receiver over a second quarterback at that point in the draft? You think the yeah, value just, would have been better? I, if Gertie takes a, a wide receiver here and postpones the quarterback for another round, mm-hmm. he could have grabbed somebody like a like a Mac Jones. Like I don't really see a difference um, between two of this year and Mac Jones. Round seven, or he, yeah. Keeping uh, in mind, keeping in mind, I think that didn't Gertie end up with Julio? That's that's hey. very possible. That's very possible. I'm just don't um, bring facts into this. Okay, where Tua where Tua was taken, <laughs> I I think it was too early, and that's that's why I have that's why it's the worst pick of the draft for me. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. Um, I don't. Such, I have another worst pick, but yeah. such who's your worst pick? <laughs> Um, I think this is this is one anybody who was involved in the uh, video for most and audio for some chat during the draft. Um, there's a lot of question surrounding Gertie drafting Allen Robinson. Uh, so I what happened was I drafted Ryan Tannehill, which fucked over Gertie, and there's nothing he can do about that because um, he but he wanted the AJ Brown Ryan Tannehill stack, and he instead ended up getting Allen Robinson. Um, and why he decided that not having the Tannehill Brown stack meant that Robinson was a more valuable player. I don't get, I'm just going to toss out some stats to you quickly here, um, before I, we move on to Mike's last season, I'm talking points per game in our scoring. Allen Robinson finished with 10.1 points per game, which made him wide receiver 16. A.J. Brown finished last year with 12.7 points per game, making him wide receiver four. Allen Robinson will have Andy Dalton or Justin Fields throwing to him. Is that any different than Mitch Trubisky? He's also 28 years old. He's not getting younger. His best fantasy season was the year before. And then in his second year versus A.J. Brown, you know, you worry about the Julio being there regression, but it could also open Brown up for, a lot more yards and he's got Ryan Tannehill throwing to him. I do not understand why not getting the stack made Gertie draft a wide receiver who was so much worse than the one that I ended up getting instead. It's a great analysis. And my worst pick of the draft was Gertie not picking AJ Brown, which isn't really a worst pick of the draft, but I'm going to, I'm going to throw it back to Joe Burrow at 12 in round three. Um, and I know I got shit on a lot for last year taking Joe Burrow in the third round, and that was warranted. So I'm going to throw it right back down on the ground again at Gertie. Because I took Joe Burrow for his rookie upside, and I was like, hey, this guy could do it. This guy showed a lot of pedigree at LSU. 
He's coming back from a knee injury with not much of an improved O-line. And, I mean, I know he got Tannehill stolen from him, but he really had Burrow next on the board with Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, and Jalen Hurts. That's what I didn't get. But So that's my kind of dual take on that, A.J. Brown not taking him, but Suggs, you went into that enough. But I think just the Burrow pick, I don't see how you don't take Hurts, Ryan, or Brady above him, given what um, we saw last year. It, it, it kind of is a lesson to the league that if you get you come on this podcast and you leave, um, beware of the podcast scoring because we are all over Gertie this year. Yeah. And it's it's almost as much for the players not taken than taken. So, Gertie, I don't know what you have to do to get back into our good graces, but yeah. um, speak to your God, man. Get some answers because you are getting railroaded right now. But we will move on to better things because we want to give some props to people in the league who made the steal of the draft. Um, And these are players that they took at such a low value that should have a much higher return um, that it makes their team much, much better. And my steal of the draft, uh, I've already mentioned this player, but I'll give props to Andre with his, uh, with the 10th round pick of Antonio Brown. I have the benefit of when I made this um, this decision to have already seen the Thursday night game. Antonio Brown looks legit, uh, and I it, it, it's looking like Andre uh, hit a diamond in the tenth, which is not that easy. So good work, Andre. Um, Suds, who did you uh, who did you choose as your uh, your steal of the draft? Uh, very interesting, similar vein to you. Um, I'm. I, I might have picked this player anyway. I don't know because uh, my hindsight might be 2020, but I'm also not a liar. Um, the fourth last pick of our draft was Rob Gronkowski. And we saw what he did on Thursday night and not even what he, what he did fantasy wise. The fact that Brady still now just trusts him Um in that, that last minute and a half of the game, he was the one he was throwing to Gronk to get him up the field. Gronk is Brady's guy still. You worry about the injuries, but getting him as the fourth last pick of our draft, and he's already put up the fantasy points that he has and has the potential that he does. He's not, he's still a youngish guy. I think, I think Jay crushed this pick and could have like a, a top five, top four or five tight end. Um, in the last round. So we'll go, we're going to put a little bit of shame on Jay right now, but we'll get into that in the waiver wire section. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll throw it to Mike. Mike, who is your steal of the draft? I like that little teaser there. I'm a host. Yeah. Professional Get ready, host. right? Gets the people going. That's right. Um, for me, I thought Curtis made a really brilliant pick. And I think, Hallwell, you felt the same at a few points during this draft. And I was just convinced and so set on being in a comfortable spot, having taken um, Baker as my first quarterback, that I was just going to let Mac Jones fall into my lap in the later rounds. And Curtis sniped him one pick before me after having taken Jameis Winston the round before. So 
Maybe it's a little bit of a personal gripe, but I think it was just also a solid strategic move on his part that that's his third quarterback, and I think that could end up being a huge steal. Curtis Curtis was all over my draft board. There were so many players I had like in the queue next to pick, and, and it would get around to Curtis's turn, and he would be like, no. And I'm specifically thinking of Chase Edmonds when he mm. took them and Tampa Bay when he took them. And I was mm. just like, holy smokes, guy, get out of my head. So he's here. Um, he's here to play. That's right. Uh, we're going to whip it over to the waiver wire section now. Um, so, Mike, I'll let you uh, I'll let you tell us what happened in the league this week in terms of transactions. That's great. Let me just pull it up real quick here. Just, uh, yeah. I'm... Don't worry. Wasn't expecting you to have it pulled up already. No, no, no. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> we are a professional podcast. So the the money transit, no, those aren't even the, let's just back it up a little bit here. You guys got to stop drinking. Back <laughs> it up, back it up. Let me begin. I'm going to fuck you. Your yep. legs well, are in. So the, the digested kneecaps, which I'm also curious, we haven't gone over where that name came from yet. Um, picking up Tyson Williams. You look confused. It's the Detroit Lions coach. Yeah, why are you confused by my name? It's the Detroit Lions quote of that. I want guys that are going to bite the other team in the kneecaps. Cool. That's great. Basically, I was saying my team is a pile of poop. That is the poop of someone who has recently eaten very hard, uh, big bone. And I was curious about what that would be. And I think it made it a really excellent team name, perhaps the best team name of all time. I had respect for your team. That's why I didn't compare it to the Detroit Lions. That's why I never made the connection. So oh, I respect you for respecting me that way. Yeah. So, anyways, in retrospect, your pickup of seven dollars for Tyson uh, Williams was pretty fantastic. And then I don't think did anyone else throw any money out there? No, um, not on not on my little. Oh no, sorry, Rashad Bateman, three dollars, chase up the hill. Um, he's a Ravens fan, so. Grabbed him and stuffed him on that fancy new IR spot we got here in 390. Did anyone talk about that yet? Uh, we haven't because it just should be a standard of any league. And for a commissioner to add it um, in 2021 is no reason for celebration. And then speaking of our commissioner, he bid a dollar for Mike Giusecki, mm-hmm. which is like, I don't know. Having a hundred pennies, it's like worthless and pointless. Yeah, I mean, a hundred pennies is a dollar. So I mean, a very not anymore. Appropriate, very appropriate bet. Um, is it not? Has the currency changed that much? I know we got rid of the penny, but I still feel like the value of a dollar is still one hundred pennies. No, no, no. When we got rid of the penny, when we got rid of the penny, a a. a a nickel became worth a one cent. That's that's how economy works. Wow. So then I just have some breaking news because I, I haven't seen this yet, and I think this is what you alluded to, Hallwell. Rob Gronkowski. Wow, I can't speak. That's Scotch talking. Greg Gronkowski <laughs> is going to be on the waiver wire. Shit might get real. If Mike Jacecki went for a dollar, let me tell you. What do we think? So we get, 75? 
Yeah, it, we have to. Yeah. We have to because um, Suds, you laid out such a compelling argument for why Gronk was such a good pick. And then Gronk did it himself on Thursday night. And then to just turn around and look at what has happened in the league. And Jay dropped Gronk for Justin Jackson, the oh backup to Austin Eckler. So Gronk is a free agent. Gronk is wide open. If you want him, go grab him. He's available Tuesday. My God. Stay tuned. Stay, Gronk's day. Stay tuned, everybody. Um, so this week, this week we had Gus Edwards go down with a season ending injury. Um, that was terrible news. That kind of uh, um, it was a catalyst for a lot of these Baltimore running back pickups. We see Le'Veon Bell. We see uh, Devontae Freeman. Um, there's I, Latavius Murray is also uh, part of this sort of like trifecta. So Baltimore running back situation far from salt. But somebody uh, not named me uh, will benefit with the starting running back of the Baltimore Ravens, which is a very lucrative uh, player. Um, there was an Eckler injury. Um, he missed practice on Wednesday and Thursday with a hammy issue. Um, what I want to say about Eckler is that I think he is going to, I'm so excited to have him on my team this year because he's going to do a few different things. He's taken an approach of being pro fantasy um, as a professional athlete. And so the news broke that he had pulled his hammy um, on Wednesday and he was missing practice. But earlier that day, he, he uh, released uh, like a um, like a promotional video about how excited he was about starting the season. I think Eckler is going to show how professional athletes can interact with fantasy players in a way that sort of is um, it's clear, it's organized and it's communicative um, to like whether or not they're going to play. And I, I think it's going to be a new breed of athlete that we're going to see um, spawned by this Eckler approach. I also just really like the, what the uh, the Chargers are doing uh, as a coaching staff. I'm hearing some good stuff uh, about their coach, Brandon Staley. Um, so I just wanted to get that in there. I, I'm, I'm, it's a, a situation I'm going to be monitoring. Um, Mike, uh, something that we've had in the past, I'm not sure if we have anything today, um, but our mysterious source, are they back? Oh yeah, there we go. Ooh, oh. is that butt? Actually, I did. I got a late a late note um, while I was moving today, and it's not signed by anyone, so I can't confirm it's from the mystery source. But what I can say is, your uh, your microphone has gone uh, static. It's almost like uh, there's UFO interference. We're we're, we're all really? with the mystery source, but you don't need to fucking shout into your mic. Oh boy! You can't hear me. We can hear oh, you. Oh yeah, time. you're loud. Fucker. Is that better? That's a little bit better. Why don't it's Why don't worse. you Why don't you get your source fact out, and then we'll move on to uh, the predictions for the weekend and this God forbidden podcast. <laughs> okay, that should be. Is that more reasonable? According yes, to very level, much so. Oh, look at listen to you. It is. It is more reasonable. Okay. So, I'm a mystery, bitches. Fuck all your qualms. Maybe try finding me in the lines of your palms. Everyone has proved themselves an absolute sucker. Who has two thumbs and had sex with all your moms? (laughs) The mystery source. 
motherfucker. <laughs> okay, so There's it no sounded like a, a wrestling promo uh, as his first clue. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Uh, Fuck all your. Why? Wow. What was the information that we got from that? What information uh, did you get from that? The, the yeah. source Fox. It's supposed to be source. <laughs> yeah. um, I've had sex with all of our moms, apparently. Hmm. It, it's hilarious. Well, it's... that narrows down who it is. <laughs> Does it? Um, Someone really yeah. attractive? Someone, that... someone really traveled. That too. Maybe we need to put a like little map together with where all our moms are and then uh-huh. try to piece it together that way. I like that. Um, we are going to move on to our matchups this week. Um, you don't we, want to uh, get more on the source? Or? Don't need it. No. Don't need it. Um, we're going to go into our matchups. Uh, as, as we do, we're going to go game by game, do some quick analysis. Uh, give ourselves a, uh, a winner, and then move on to the next game. So our first game that we're going to do, I'm going to throw it to Suds here. Uh, we got Curtis versus Neville. Now, uh, myself and Mike have chosen Curtis to be the winner. Suds, your, uh, your pick is un, uh, unwritten, but who do you think is going to win this game and why? Uh, well, I'm actually going to have to look at this and do it on the fly we're professionals um, we are professionals. we are we are professionals but it was it was because of thursday night's game that i i felt a little bit differently about it um but that being said this early in the season i think i think p nev is going to suffer later in the season um but this early in the season and looks yes he has amari cooper that was great yeah he drafted a good team. Both of them drafted pretty similar teams, but uh, I have the benefit of knowing that Curtis uh, had Mike Evans put up 2.4 points and the Tampa Bay D put up two points, uh, both of whom were very much projected higher. PNEV has this. Curtis, you, you can stay in the league, but you're not there yet. PNEV, continue your winning streak for now. Um, great real, stuff. So, real so. quick interjection on that. Um, are we getting sick of all of Neville's players scoring a shit ton of fantasy points every game yet? Like it happened all year last year and already last night. He's at 26. So that was my first thought when I looked and I was like, fucking Neville again. Listen, Mike, Hallwell's the one wearing green. Why are you being so jealous? It's, um, it's a shirt joke. It's good. I am wearing green. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, like Neville's luck has to run up, run out at some point. Um, but I think, I think, uh, Suds hit the analysis right on the head when it comes to Neville. Um, there is always suffering to be had. So we'll move on to our next game, uh, between, um, myself and Jay, Mike, who do you think is going to pop off in that one? Oh, let me, let me just, uh, yeah, here we are. We're professionals. Professionals, we are the professionals. Do you want to record a podcast with a professional? Uh, you you got a hot mic there, Suds. Hot mic. 
Yeah, I was so, waiting for Mike to be ready. <laughs> Mike is hot, and I was waiting for him to his mic to go hot. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So that was a joke. The reason I'm putting you yourself, the one and only, Bo Delabo, Holly, Liv McCaffrey, or die free. Is that what it is? What? Yeah. Live McCaffrey or die hard. Die hard, sorry. Die free, die hard. Kind of the same thing. Um, no. <laughs> mainland your quarterbacks, so let's just try to stick to the analysis here, okay? Um, Rodgers is going up against New Orleans in New Orleans. We all know how I feel about the Saints, but they, they do have a decent defense, um, which I think fantasy-wise maybe will stall them a bit. Herbert's in Washington. I think those are a couple of tougher matchups where they'll probably come out with like under their projected 22 and 21, maybe 10 to 15. I like Stafford against Chicago and I like Hertz against my very own Falcons. So at the end of the day, I think that pushes you over the edge. You've got McCaffrey. He's got Cook. Eckler, if he's healthy, I think he does fine. Hawkinson, we know how Detroit looks. So I'm taking Bo to take this home. That's some hot stuff, Mike, and I really appreciate your um, very good analysis, which uh, unfortunately doesn't go in Jay's favor. Um, it, it should be noted that I have chosen Jay to win this game, but that's I, this Gus Edwards injury has me has me not feeling so great. Um, the game I'm going to uh, uh, foretell is going to be the uh, the Gertie versus Nolan match, uh, the AKA the White Undies match as i'm uh, nicknaming it um this matchup is is kind of like already in the books let's be honest everybody because no one had both of his quarterbacks play lights out on thursday night with tom brady and da- dak prescott both scoring um 28.42 for Dak and 29.16 for Tom. So Nolan's already at 60, almost at 60 points, and he still has nine players to play. Uh, we don't like Gertie's team as a rule on this podcast. Uh, and to expect that he's going to compete with the likes of Tua, blah. Um, I just, I just don't see how Gertie has a productive week one. Uh, and I, I think this goes Nolan's way. Um, and I think that's enough said. Uh, Suds, you've got to do Mike versus Mike. So who do you think is going to win out of the two Mikes? Oh, my God. I was back and forth on this the entire fucking time. Um, and sorry, I don't know if my mic's on, but uh, I'm going with Mike. Um, so in this Mike versus Mike, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> All joking aside, I know this is an informational-based podcast, and I don't want to spoil my chance to remain a host. So we have Van Pelt versus uh, my very, very old friend, Michael Holwell. Um, I'm actually taking Michael Holwell in this. Van Pelt, I'm sorry. Um, I think I think Mike Holwell is going to really, really struggle with his quarterbacks uh, going forward in the season, but not this week. And your wide receivers are going to carry you through a lot of weeks, but not this week. Um, despite the fact that Zeke only got Mike Hallwell 3.9 points, um, I still think that he uh, will come out with it and show why drafting a tight end in the second round is, of course, the best strategy possible. Oh, amazing. Uh, revenge. Uh, it's said that revenge is often a, a dish served 
best when it's cold. Uh, but Mike, I'm going to throw it right back to you because you get to do Andre versus Suds. So how are you going to mm. stick it to Suds on, on this analysis? Ooh. Yeah, let me just uh, change my pick real quick here. Okay, yeah. All right, there we go. We yeah, are professionals. We are professionals. No, I think um, their matchups, I don't look... Well, I mean, you got to look at Thursday a little bit, but you got Tannehill versus Murray. They're playing each other on Sunday. It's going to be a good matchup. Should be a high-scoring matchup. I give a little bit of a lean to Tannehill because I don't think Arizona is quite there yet. Um, he had C.D. Lamb and Andre Andre Brown. That's his real name now. Um, <clears throat> Andre Brown, Antonio Brown. What's the difference, right? Uh, the letters, my friend. Letters? Okay. The letters, mere letters, sir, mere letters in the face of an entire lifetime of fantasy football, mere letters just get washed away in the tide. Nothing but a soup of alphabets upon my (laughs) web browser. So I want to focus your attention down on the bottom half of this matchup, tight end through the bottom. Uh, we'll just run through this real quick. Mark Andrews has signed a four years, $56 million contract. He's running off in the sunset. He's not going to do anything on Monday night. Hunter Henry will probably get three touchdowns against Miami. Saquon Barkley is in the flex. He is going to wipe the fucking floor with Devontae Parker, or whatever his name is in Miami. Just you got to it. Clear. You got it. Yep. Trevor Lawrence is going against the worst team in football in the Houston Texans. And... If Gertie hadn't picked so badly, Derek Carr would have been the worst pick in the draft. That shows you how bad you drafted Gertie. Andre <laughs> drafted Derek Carr in the eighth round, and he's not on any of the three podcast hosts. Worst pick of the draft. Can I jump in rate. here for a second? Sure. Can I jump okay. in here and just say, um, just point out, did anybody see uh, Keyshawn Johnson's point about the elite quarterbacks? It was him and Stephen A. Smith, no. and they were ranking the elite quarterbacks, and it was a discussion. And they went. They went. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, uh, and uh, fucking I'm, I'm forgetting. Doesn't matter. And then uh, they're they're about to move on, and Keyshawn Johnson goes, and Derek Carr. I love Derek Carr. And then the conversation oh comes about is Derek Carr elite, and like over Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. It was really fun. Anyway, so this podcast um, is brought to you by me. Stupid decisions. Um, last point I'll make. San Francisco defense is going to eat, and I don't put a lot of emphasis on defense, but I think the Jets will be better than people think on Sunday, especially out of the gate against Carolina. Carolina defense ain't going to do shit. So Andre, CeeDee Lamb, and Brown may have got you a couple points, but it's going to go in the toilet just like Brown will. Nice. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. Uh, and I'm going to round us out here with uh, Danish versus uh, versus Ryan. Um, I do have Danish winning uh, the match. I look at his team. I've kind of gone over his running back trio of Gibson, Mixon, and Sanders. I've talked about his quarterbacks, uh, but I actually see the key to this matchup as his wide receivers with DJ Moore, Debo Samuel, and LaViscus Cheneau. Um, I think those players are primed to make a statement week one. And I kind of... I. 
this is a little dramatic for the beginning of the season, but I feel like this is the, the coming out party for Danish's team to let the league know, Hey, I'm back out of the, the basement. Um, and I'm ready to fuck shit up. Um, so it's on Danish here to perform. That's, that's where I, I got it. I said, look at Ryan's team. I'm not thrilled with it. I, I just think it's, it's right there for Danish. So it starts, it starts now, right? He's got to prove that he can win again. Uh, and I think um, with a rematch of the toilet bowl from last season, I think that the, the, the best victim is the most recent victim um, in Ryan. So keep the, keep the streak, continue, um, keep the streak going and take care of business. Mm-hmm. So, um, and gentlemen, that that's it. That's our, um, that's our week one episode. I, I can't believe we did it. Um, there were moments in this podcast where I was like, oh boy, yeah, I don't know if we're going to get through this. Uh, but thankfully we did, um, alcohol, uh, fueled and everything. So I want to thank both of you for, for doing that. Mike, you're raising your, uh, your scotch glass. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> Suds is showing me as James Reddy. God bless you, James Reddy. Uh, or as my dad used to call it, Jimmy Go. Um, do you guys uh, have anything to pump before we take off? Uh, I'll just jump in quickly and uh, say, Gertie, I hate your team, but uh, say hi to Rachel for me. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll know if he listened to the, the whole thing. Um, if, sure. he, if he responds to that, That's Mike, true. when is uh, when is Scotch and Sports coming back? Scotch and Sports is going to record next week, as far as I know. Jimmy's getting the next line in place, um, so Scotch and Sports is coming at a podcast near you. Um, I know you've all been missing it. All of the league definitely listens adamantly. So, uh, yeah. So also, it's going to be a big episode. Um, we have Jimmy working on. He's trying. We're trying to make him earn his promotion, um, and he's working on a big episode for our premiere. That's true. Andre Brown might be on it. So that, that's so cool. That's so cool. No, but for real, um, Gertie, your team sucks. And uh, <laughs> say hi to Rachel for me. And uh, that's about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't uh, come find me on Twitch, Bo Della Bo. Uh, but with that, I'll say, uh, hey, Gertie, your team sucks, and uh, say hi to Rachel for me. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>